Standard disclaimer, Always Never Right is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone else who is actually trained to know what the hell they are doing when they are passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes. With that in mind, on to our show. Welcome, everybody, to Always Never Right. My name is Jillian Farrell. And my name's Gina Biggs. And this is our podcast. It's pretty spiffy. Today, we are drinking the Witty Comeback. We'll post the recipe online. I'll say this is not my favorite cocktail that I've ever had. It's um, it's lemony. It's a bourbon cocktail. It has bourbon and um, what's it called? Amaro Amaro, Averna Amaro. It's, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'll try and find some stuff that has that in it because I would use that in other stuff. It was really tasty. Um, and of course, you know, I love whiskey, mm. but um, it's got a lot of lemon juice in it. And, and, it's the, lemony. and the ginger syrup kind of feels like the movie, The Blob. Yeah. No, it's I a, like ginger syrup. I love really? ginger syrup. Maybe it's a brand I got, but it was very, very thick. And I was kind of like, what the hell when I was trying to get it to mix in? Well, you know, you can always make your own ginger syrup. Or I also like Barsmith's brand. I'm completely loyal to Barsmith's for just about everything. Though I admit I bought a different brand of just plain ginger syrup because the Barsmith's brand is like a honey ginger. Um, and I didn't want to add that additional honey to this particular cocktail, though maybe it would make it better. Like I said, don't think I really love this cocktail. You got to describe it the way you described it to me earlier, though. I don't know and how I described it. What, <laughs> what it did to your teeth. Oh, yeah. To- sort of took the enamel off my teeth when I very first tried it. I thought, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of lemon. Hope you, you like are... the enamel on your teeth. because. But you know what? If you're actively trying to avoid scurvy, mm-hmm. you're in damn good shape. But the nice thing is, after you drink a little bit of it, as with just about any alcoholic beverage, if you drink enough of it, you don't even care about the rest of it. You just keep going. There you go. <laughs> what you have. Which means uh, I could have used cheaper rye. But <laughs> Yeah, but cheaper rye makes people cry. It makes Santa's heart sad. <laughs> It hurts Santa's heart. <laughs> oh, you totally OJ Simpson rhymed that. Cheaper rhyme makes people cry, but you know what? It's effective. I uh, think there are there are times for cheaper rye. And yeah. there are cheaper ryes. And it's not necessarily a price point thing cheaper. It's just different flavored ryes. I particularly love Angel's Envy rye. Angel's Envy is not a sponsor of ours, nor is Barsmith. <laughs> Just saying, but Barsmith is my cocktail syrup of choice, and Angel's Envy is probably the doggone best rye that I've ever had ever. I went to a restaurant one time with my husband T, and he 
decided we had gotten a we'd gone to the restaurant before and he'd gotten a whiskey flight and one of the things was angel's envy and so we ordered just angel's envy i got an angel's envy old-fashioned he got an angel's envy and they kind of messed up and they brought us rye instead and they sat down his rye sipper on the other side he just got it neat and was just going to sip and the minute they sat it down i started smelling like this beautiful brown sugar maple syrup smell from across the table in a restaurant and i was like what am i smelling this is amazing this is incredible and I picked up his cup and I was like, oh, we're going to get some of this at home. And we did. It was delicious. Good point. I got to admit, when I uncorked that fucker earlier, I was like, <sighs> cookies. Yes, right? <laughs> yes. So good. So Smart. good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, cocktails Smart. aside, today's episode is called Former Fatties. Because both Jill and Gina are former fatties on our way to being skinny minis. Indeed we are. And it's not to judge former fatties. It's not to judge fatties. It's not to judge skinnies. It's not saying one is better than the other. We were both mm-hmm. fairly healthy when we were heavy. Mm-hmm. We're both fairly healthy when we're thin. Um, and it was a long journey for both of us. But I'll start by... I'll. I'm just going to lay it out there. My journey started like this. Started out being a thin person. I did a lot of athletic kind of stuff. I was very active. I did things in my life. And then over time, I just gained weight and I couldn't lose it. I love that you used to have coordination. Or I mean, I love that you have coordination because I'm jealous of that. I don't run into stuff. I don't run into stuff. I'm not exactly graceful. But you actually had a scholarship to college for basketball, didn't you? Yeah, no, I did, actually. That's true. That boggles my clumsy-ass mind. Yeah, no, I did that. I did have a scholarship. And and I actually have a Final Four ring. Damn. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I do. I've known you 25 years, and I didn't know that. I have a Final Four ring. You fucking rock. Yeah. Dude. So, okay. So anyway, um, beyond that though, it was over time that I just kind of put on weight and I tried to lose the weight and I lost it a couple times when I was younger, but as I got older and older, I just put on weight and I couldn't lose it. And I would get to a certain place where I'd lose a little bit of weight and it would just stop. Like I would tried the Atkins plan and, or keto or whatever it is now. And I lost 10 pounds. I'd lose the 10 pounds quick as anything. And then boom, nothing. I would just Mm. plateau and I would stay plateaued for not even a month, not even two months, like three months. I could eat nothing but bacon. And I would just, (laughs) I would eat bacon and cheese and nothing else. And I would stay there for three months. Uh, And I would just be like, nah, whatever. Um, I want some vegetables. I need to eat some roughage. Let's go. And that's you know, it. You know, the, the bacon thing though, it's, that is the animal that always trips up my daughter every time she wants to become a vegetarian. So, you know, if it wasn't for bacon choice. and if it wasn't for bacon and gravy, I could be a vegetarian in a minute. <laughs> for gravy, gravy, oh, good sausage gravy. 
good any gravy good, good any gravy, any gravy. <laughs> like i make really good gravy damn you're a good cook i am a you, good cook you were your own worst enemy or best friend or best friend how i got fat is a mystery because i'm a shitty cook you are a shitty cook <laughs> <laughs> you, are a you made the worst <laughs> pumpkin soup i almost vomited and i was so proud my, of it back to my weight loss journey yeah. my apologies i took us on the rabbit so rabbit um i work for this beautiful company who actually provides benefits that are worth anything and i had a couple of friends who had tried and tried to lose weight and our company provides the benefits that allow you to have weight loss surgery. And one of my best friends at work, one of my um, closest friends at work anyway, had uh, weight loss surgery. She had the gastric sleeve and had fantastic results with it. And because of that, I thought, you know, I wonder if that would work for me, but I was really, really resistant to it. And first, when I first talked to my husband about it, he was really resistant to it first. You know, he was not receptive at all. And I don't think it was because he was afraid that like I would lose weight and I would become not attracted to him or something like that. I don't think it was anything like that. I think it was just more of a fear of the unknown. Mm. But as I started to investigate the idea she lost all this weight she became really happy with the way the process worked and it worked very well for her so i thought you know what maybe this is the answer maybe this is what i need and after trying for 10 plus years to lose weight and getting to a point where i could not and i just kept putting weight on and putting weight on i'm a big girl i'm tall i i'm 5'10-ish. I was 5'10 at 49 years old now. Um, the last time I went to an actual doctor, they said I was like 5'9, but I think I'm actually still 5'10. Pretending <laughs> in my own head like that's the truth. So I thought, all right, I shouldn't weigh almost 300 pounds. I was 277 and I had high blood pressure, I had all kinds of things wrong with me and talked to my doctor and my doctor said, yeah, you're a great candidate for this, this would be really good for you. So I started researching it because I personally researched the shit out of everything. Um, do you mind if I stop you for a second? No, go ahead. So you had the support of your doctor? Yeah. That is awesome. So like no cajoling or anything, uh, he or she was just flat out yeah, this would, you would be a good candidate. This would be a yep. good thing for your life. Yep. That's awesome. Yours, your doctor wasn't supportive? I had to go to my rheumatologist because my general practitioner was, I prefer to see you keep dieting. But I'll save that for when I get to my You're side. All yeah. Right. But I, I'm just, that's awesome. So. Well, let me also add that my doctor is super skinny. <laughs> My doctor at the time was super skinny. And so when I started talking about this, he said, yeah, let's get you into the weight loss clinic, see what we can do because there's so many processes and so many steps you have to go through before you qualified for the surgery. So he said, let's at least get you started on the process. If that's something that works for you, if you can lose weight through the other processes, that's great. If you end up having the surgery, that's great too. 
whatever works for you, whatever you need to do to get healthy, let's do that. Super. Did all the stuff, did the six months of supervised weight loss plan. I had high blood pressure. I had all kinds of other pre-existing conditions that counted towards it. So, uh, you know, comorbidities as they're called. Indeed. I know. And ended up qualifying for the surgery. And I had the surgery. I had uh, what's called vertical gastric sleeve surgery. And ended up having a very good result. In fact, as I started to lose the weight after the vertical gastric sleeve surgery, and this is not a panacea. This is not one of those things that will just fix everything instantly because this is not an easy road. This is a tool. I absolutely think of it as a tool. I think of it as a tool. It's hard to say that when you're fucked up. So... (laughs) By the way, it makes you get drunk quicker. (laughs) It does make you get drunk quicker and on way less. So I've only drank like a third of my drink and I am pretty well lit. There you go. Anyway. Life is good. Do continue. My apologies. So surgery aside, had the surgery, did all the stuff, um, started losing weight. I lost 40 pounds the first month. I started losing weight so quickly. Um, And as I came into my personal goal was to get to about where I was in high school at the end of high school, which was, um, I started out at 277. I wanted to be about 175, 174 is where I weighed when I was leaving high school. I was about a size 14 at that point. Cause like I said, I'm 5'10", big person. I have big bones. Um, so I wanted to weigh about 174. I was about a size 14. I thought if I could be a size 14 or a size 12, I was more concerned about the size than the, um, number on the scale, which is totally valid and appropriate. I just want to look appropriate. I don't want to be like, I don't have a size goal. I just want to look appropriate for my age. But the one thing I did notice, okay, I'll, I'll get into that later. Sorry. I loop out when I'm, (laughs) when I'm loopy, I loop out. (laughs) It's okay. I will try to help, but I'm I'm not in any better position. So please, please try to redirect me. (laughs) Okay. So go back. You were okay. Go on for 12 or 14. Losing weight. I'm I'm losing weight. And I actually came, I, I wanted to have a goal for myself of like 175. My doctor decided that 165 was a little more appropriate for me because like BMI wise, like healthy body weight and all of that stuff they say, and they go, all right, well, if this is your healthy body weight, you need to be here. And I, I get that because they want you to be in this numerical range that they say is this is where you're healthy this is where it's gonna matter and so all right fine put me there that gives me a little bit of a cushion in case I gain five pounds I can lose five pounds five pounds I can lose 200 pounds I can't lose 100 pounds I can't lose yeah so I come screaming into my weight loss goal And I'm like a little bit concerned about it. I'm like, not even just, I'm not even just like losing a pound a month or something like that. I'm to the point where I'm still losing a lot of weight and I'm screaming into this weight loss. I'm like, Hey, so what happens if I get to the point where I'm, I'm at my goal, but I don't 
stop losing weight. And they're like, well, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> with the gastric sleeve, you're really only supposed to lose about 80% of the weight that you intend to lose. So if your goal is, my goal was supposed to be 165. So I was only supposed to lose 110 pounds. So 80% of that should have been what I would lose easily. And then I would have to kind of fight for that last little bit. Um, with that last little bit, I would have to work hard for it. Okay. I'm totally ready to work hard for it. I'm ready to work out. I'm ready to do all this stuff, but <laughs> nope. nope, that's not what happened. What happened was, <laughs> was I actually got closer to my weight loss goal. I kept on losing weight and I kept on losing weight fast <laughs> indeed and i got and i got lower and lower and lower mm. and then i had another health condition that cropped up that i was like oh i think i need to get that taken care of okay. so i had a brain surgery but that'll happen we'll talk about that at another time but to be clear brain surgery is part of what also fed into your decision to do yes the surgery wasn't yes, it? it is yeah, and because you, we'll still you had an embolism yep yeah. Uh, no, sorry. not an embolism. Not an embolism. Aneurysm. Aneurysm. Shit. Well, at least I got it's an different. I'd rather anyway, have an um, So what ended up happening was I screamed into my weight loss goal. I passed my weight loss goal. I kept on going and I was like, shit, how do I stop losing weight? So I started eating like Oreo cookies at night at bedtime <laughs> and like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I tried really hard to stop losing weight. Uh, and I was able to kind of stop losing weight. I, I was able to slow it down to the point where about 20 pounds past my weight loss goal. I got to the point where I had sort of stopped losing weight. And then I had my brain surgery and I lost another five or six pounds. And I was way too thin. She was pissed off after brain surgery too. Oh, you know, yeah. She just Her survived brain weight. surgery and she's like, damn it, I lost four pounds. I got down to 137 pounds. 137 pounds and 510. Which is crazy. Which is crazy because I think I last weighed that in like second grade. Yeah. But I, I digress. That's what I weighed in second grade too. <laughs> so it wasn't okay. And I was way too skinny. I, who had previously been a size 22, was now like a size four. And that was not okay. It was not okay. Yeah. And I needed to not be that. Um, and so then, the, the believe it or not, the struggle to gain weight. And I'm actually still struggling with this. Now I managed to gain weight up into the 140s easily. I got back up to there because the 140s is where I had stopped before my brain surgery. And then I was able to sort of stay there and sort of get static at like 145. And I have managed to gain up to 150. So overall, I've lost 127 pounds. Nice. from my last surgery i'm at about a size eight which is still a little lower than i'd like to be i'd like to be about a size 10 maybe a 12 i feel like that would be good because actually i look a lot older than i should like i feel like i look like an old person back to disagree but at the same time you do you because where you feel most comfortable is what is important i lost a lot of hair 
I ended up cutting my hair really short because my hair got very, very thin. And then as it started to start to grow back, then it was like this weird little dandelion puff with like long. <laughs> I could <laughs> blow out her head and spread seeds. It was beautiful. It was so bizarre. I had this dandelion puff hair where if you imagine like the short hair with like weird little long fronds. So I cut the long fronds off and then I was just like a dandelion puff. Is all. <laughs> Which was adorable. It was not you, okay. You are really cute at dandelion puff though. And, uh, you know, <sighs> you, you rocked it in an Amazonian way. So that was my weight loss journey. That's how I got to be a former fatty. And now I'm actually, and I know this is going to piss people off, but I'm actually too thin. Mm. I still need to put on, I'm fairly happy where I am. I'd be happy if I could put on five more pounds and just, mm. if I could just live, put on five more pounds and just live there. Because right now where I am, I, I'm just happy where I am with a little bit more weight. Because I'm about a size eight now. And I'm more concerned about size than weight. I'm not as concerned about the number on the scale as the number of like what jeans I wear or whatever. I'm about a size eight, but I feel like I could, I feel like I'm still a little bit too skinny. Like I feel like I, people still want to feed me a sandwich from time to time. <laughs> I won't deny being one of them, but at the same time, I also think you look amazing. But then I thought you looked amazing at 277. And I thought you looked amazing at whatever you were when we met, because you're just that kind of a personality. I don't even it, remember what I was when we met. I don't either, but I remember seeing you and going, damn, she's fucking awesome. But I and, know we, you and me were the same size, because you bought a dress that I totally tried on and almost bought, and then I went back to get it, it was gone, and then you wore it to work. Oh, is that the blue plaid one? Yes, it was. That I, that I used to work with, wear the, with the you work Because it was 1995. You and it was, And I was totally a grungeaholic. There were like zero things that you bought that I would want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I still regret giving that dress to Goodwill. I miss it. <laughs> Isn't it one of those things that you're like, I wish I hadn't done that. It was a fabulous blue plaid um, it was a Ralph Lauren dress. dress. It was oh my Lauren. gosh, it was, wasn't it? It was probably one of the first non-Walmart things I ever spent money on. It was on. from TJ Maxx because you were a Maxinista before it was even cool. Damn straight I was, thanks to you. I don't think I knew it existed before. I'm like, ooh, Checklin Smith collection at Kmart. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> so, which... You almost made me spit take that. I didn't even know Jacqueline Smith had a collection. Actually, she had some nice linen suits. And as I no, lost weight, no, uh, believe it or not, for the for the late 90s, okay, I altered them somewhat. I took them in. No, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> if you just said you bought it at Kmart, it was not nice. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, let me ask you this question. I've dug into a hole. <laughs> let me ask you. you have. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I have now drank half my drink. So Dude, let me ask you. you this question. Okay. If it was so nice, if somebody gave you that outfit for free right now and said, wear this to a hearing, would you wear it? Well, that was 20 years ago. No, so. no that's not what I asked. If they gave it to you for free right now and it fits you beautifully, it fits you exactly right. And said, wear this to a hearing. Would 
You wear it. Is the year 1998? No, it's now. Then it's not a fair question, is it? Because we're outside of the historical context of, of the sartorial choice. No, sartorial choice or not, uh. our suits. Okay, it's timeless. Timeless okay. fashion is timeless fashion. Coco Chanel from the 1940s is still applicable now. Oh, damn it. You had to bring up Coco Chanel. Okay, no, I would not wear the green linen suit in Bitch, today's. I got you. <laughs> you do got me. Damn it. At least it wasn't double knit with a sewn in pleat. That's not okay. There we go. Ever. Okay. So I gotta. <laughs> Can I change the subject now, please? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you. No, because I want to ask if there is anything from your surgery experience you could tell someone, what would it be? I would say you're going to be tired for the first <laughs> month and don't even fuck with me. You're going <laughs> to be so fucking tired. You don't even know. And then everybody's going to say, oh, I'm, I'll be okay. I can go back to work. And I'll be like, no bitch, you're going to be tired. The first <laughs> month after your surgery, you're taking in like 300 calories and taking a shower will kick <laughs> your ass for I'm 20 minutes. And I'm not even kidding. <laughs> when you get to the point where it only kicks your ass for 20 minutes, you're doing good. I'm feeling so much personally affronted by that statement. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I know. You're totally not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. The surgery, the surgery itself is not difficult. Surgery itself is amazing and will change your life. It is a tool that changes your life. However, the first month out of surgery, you have to change the way you eat. You have to change the way you eat forever. Mm. But the one thing that the one thing you have to know is that. I love the way you're like covering your face with your hands, pushing your hair back and just, especially the first month, the first four weeks, everybody's like, you can go back to work after a week. I work from fucking home and I couldn't go back to work after the first week. You cannot go back to work after the first week because you will be too fucking tired. You're taking in literally 300 calories a day because that's all you can eat oh. you're eating broth you're eating maybe a popsicle you're eating nothing you're literally eating nothing because you can't you can eat like three licks of a popsicle and you're like <laughs> whoa i'm done i'm full that's so much food <laughs> still to this day i'm two years out from my surgery and for dinner i had like seven potato chips some ketchup and a half of a buffalo chicken egg roll. That's what I had <laughs> because that's all I can eat. Yeah. It's just how it is. And you can't do more than that. You just can't eat more than that. Occasionally you can eat more than that for lunch on a general basis. I will go to Chick-fil-A and I can eat. Usually I can eat eight chicken nuggets. Eight. Wow. Sometimes I can only get seven or six, but most of the time I can eat eight. Because your stomach's the size of a banana. Yeah, my stomach's the size of a banana. Exactly. Yeah. And that's all I can eat. And 
over time, over the next 10 years, my stomach is going to stretch out to be more like a normal stomach, but it's going to take a long time. Mm. And for right now, this is all I can eat. And I've gotten used to that. I have learned to cope with it. I can eat more crispy things. Crispy, not crunchy. Crispy. Mm. Crunchy is like a carrot. Crispy is like a potato chip. Uh, I can eat more crispy stuff. I can eat more... Um, I can eat more it's hard to say like it's hard for me to decide what I can eat and what I can't eat you definitely prioritize don't you yeah I do and it's you're right it's it's prioritizing and I try very hard to prioritize protein first like I eat yogurt for breakfast especially Greek yogurt because hello Preach it to the choir. I work really hard to make sure I get enough protein every day to make sure I'm getting all of my nutrient requirements. I eat um, Flintstones chewables. <laughs> Hello. Aww. Flintstones chewables, I eat twice a day. Cool. Because they're delicious and I can chew them up and I get all my nutrients from that that I need. I nice. Do you take one or two a day? I take two twice a day. Oh, okay. Two Flintstones chewables twice a day because I'm a grown-up person because I'm okay. a grown-up man and I can do what I want to do. There you go. Awesome. So what were your pain meds like post-surgery? I was really low on pain meds. I didn't do much with pain. I didn't have a lot of pain. Nice. Nice. I've heard it's worse for people who are on narcotic painkillers. But I, I, it occurred to me I never asked you what your post-surgery pain meds were well, like. Well... I have red hair. <laughs> she does. And literally, that's the thing. People with red hair have a much higher threshold for pain. We have a higher tolerance for pain, so we don't need as many pain meds. And what pain meds we take are going to take a lot more. Like if we are going into surgery, it takes a lot more um, anesthesia to knock us out. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's a true Crazy. story. Crazy. So true story. You- um <laughs> So were you nervous at the morning of surgery? No. Awesome. Awesome. I don't get nervous about stuff like that. I'm like. That's why I love you. You're a fucking queen. I don't know if it's a queen or if it's just like, whatever, man, whatever happens, happens. If I die, I die. If I don't die, I don't die. You're so (laughs) fucking zen. I think it's just zen, you know? Mm. It's kind of like to that point where whatever happens, happens. And that's why I want to be Jill when I grow up, because I'm <laughs> I'm the opposite of Jen, uh, of Jen, of Zen. I'm the opposite of Zen. But that's She's not other, Zen. That's a whole other episode. We'll be discussing mental health at some point. Yeah, Dina is like the least Zen person. I'll believe. be the I'll be the poster child for mental health issues, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm very well medicated and happy with life now. Let's talk about your weight loss journey. Okay, I'll finally let us switch to that. Talk topic. about your former fattiness. Okay. First, you need to talk about how, like, I I would like you to talk about where you started when you got married to John, <laughs> and then where you ended up. Okay, now, I'm gonna go back even further than that because I was a fucking nine pound, ten ounce premature baby. Holy shit! I know. I they I don't told know if mom we have the time for that. <laughs> They told mom if I'd been born on time, I would have killed her. So, (laughs) 
my oldest sister or older sister. Um, but my, (laughs) one of my sisters was like, um, yeah, there was a five pound baby on one side in the incubator, four pound baby in the other, a combined weight in the middle. And everyone went, why the fuck is she there? So yeah, I like to say I came by honestly from the outset, I was huge. And, uh, when you see pictures of me, I have a cousin who's 10 months older than I am and they, they treated us like siblings a lot and took all kinds of pictures of us together, which is highly embarrassing because I was way fucking bigger than him. And in all the pictures, I looked like I was maybe two or three years older and I was just this giant fat toddler next to this skinny, tiny little your head was big. Was it also because your head was so big? It was also because my head was so big. I think that's another reason I almost killed my mother. You had a really big head. She still has a really big head. Just saying, we went to like a Renaissance fair and her head was giant. She couldn't even buy a hat. And the story about that is Jillian's ex, Stick, also had a giant head. He has a giant fucking head. And I used to tease him about it until we were at that Ren fair. And I tried on a hat right after he did, intending to show how stupidly big it would look on my head, except it fit perfectly. And then I had to shut the hell up and it was very embarrassing. Of course, the best part of that Ren Fair is where you and your husband really bonded. I know. She had to force us to hold hands because we were both too shy to do it. Anyway, that's a whole other. I don't remember that part at all. Oh, yeah. You were finally like, just fucking hold her hand because she's waiting for you to do it. Oh, you guys were so cute. We were. Oh, it was so cute. She picked them out for me. It was adorable. I did. I'm grateful. From now on, she makes all my personal decisions. My current boss makes all my professional decisions. And I think my life will finally be on track because I've proven myself wholly incapable of making a cogent decision. Don't make decisions. Just show up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's better life um, life philosophy for me. Um, but no, I, I was I was fat from a little kid. I had, you know, when you're a little kid, you're expected to be fat. So there's that. Fat babies are cute. Fat babies are adorable. And I was fucking beautiful. Hold on. Yes, ma'am. Time out. I know you didn't interrupt me during my, like, story. But the uh-huh. other day, we went to Millie's birthday party. Oh, Millie's birthday party. Oh, we went to Millie's birthday party at the bowling alley. And we took a bunch of her little friends. Aww. And one of the friends, the only boy that showed up, who happens to be super gay, which was awesome, Awesome. He's sitting in there and we're talking and we're in the pizza room. I love your little advocate. Oh my God. He's like, so when I grow up, I want to have a fat, 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 baby. Because if I accidentally dropped it, it will bounce. Okay, so we need to have some talks with them before Child Protective Services does. But yeah, I laughed so hard. <laughs> it was so funny. He's Aww. adorable, Aww. and his name is. Well, we can get into that another we'll time. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but he likes Michelin Man babies. His Michelin Man babies are uh, the cutest. Michelin Man babies are the cutest, and I like to bite their little legs. I know, because they have little creases. And you know, some of the good baby food is getting stuck in those creases and just flavoring the meat. Okay. First of all, no, (laughs) that's yucky. Uh, (laughs) I took it too far. That was a little bit too far. And 
a little bit yucky. Yeah. yeah. I have three quarters of my... Okay, just so you guys know, <laughs> we made doubles tonight because we thought this would be a long episode. And it's not been as long as we thought, but I've drank three quarters of mine, too. I've had a double, and I've drank three quarters of mine, and I feel like whatever she just said was a no. Anyway, back on track. So I have had a history of issues with with my weight. (laughs) Yeah, let's go back to that. Um, One time Gina was a fatty. (laughs) (laughs) I I struggled with it literally since I was a toddler because there are my sister in home at class in the 70s, which right there tells you all you need to know made matching outfits for that one cousin and I, and they actually took us to Sears to have our photos taken in them. Ew. First of all, <laughs> Sears is bad. It's like Jiffy Penny. Well, you gotta remember, I grew up in a town of a thousand people. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Going 12 miles away to the, you know, it took a half an hour in the 70s to the place that actually had a Sears was a huge adventure. So, uh, yeah, I looked like I was looking at my cousin like a snack. I mean, (laughs) okay, for yuck. Okay, don't take it in a hypersexualized way. That's a thing, because somebody told Millie the other day, oh, you look like a snack. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Okay, I seriously look like I would have roasted him and eaten him. How about that? Is that a little bit better? <laughs> because there's no way oh, he's snapping. I drink out of the, my nose. Just <laughs> Which, uh, I, you know, it would have been damn expensive ride aways to do that. Oh, I love Angel's Envy Rye. I, you've converted me, and I actually bought round ice cube makers but i digress okay so oh, i've had a lot of angels envy as a sponsor damn straight i'm sure they'd love to have this kind of press i love them oh so i remember wearing a size 18 in sixth grade so in Abby, sixth grade in sixth grade 18 okay but an 18 was different then than it is now but I was five feet tall at the start of sixth grade. How were you only five feet tall in sixth grade? Um, because by the end of sixth grade, I was five seven. That was my massively painful year. That was mine the year too. I was on crutches. Yeah, mine too. Oh, I wasn't on crutches. What? Oh, I, I grew so fast, my bones couldn't keep up, and I developed Oshkosh Schlatter's disease. What the fuck? Yeah, that's a what thing. What is that? It's a thing where you're... Um, Bones, uh, in my case, especially around the knees, are so peppered with wormholes that any fall, you could break your leg. I had a triangular chunk missing out of the bone. I grew so damn fast in such a short period of time. But um, my doctor was like, holy shit, put her on crutches because if she falls, it's over. Okay, I'm so fucked up. I can't even (laughs) look that up on Google. I can't even Google that. O-S-G-O-O-G-O. I got it. I got it. Okay. Oshkosh Slaughters. That's fucked up. That hurt so bad. I remember how much it hurt. It hurt massively. I know. (laughs) You're actually hiccuping now, and I love it. I am. Dude. Oh, my. But So I had a lifetime issue with the whole fat thing. And then my sophomore year of high school... Um, I weighed 260 pounds and then I went on what was, I called the popcorn diet because it was the eighties. 
and I got down to like 170, 180, somewhere around there. But I still thought it was hugely fat because I was above what the doctor scale said you should be at. So even though at that time I was 5'10", and I had double D boobs. Wow, um, that's where I was when I graduated high school. And I, th I thought I was awesome. Well, I thought I was still fat. So because everyone I knew wore a size 10 at the very top. Most of them wore fours and sixes because it was the 80s when everyone did the 20-minute workout. And um, <laughs> so, I don't, anyway, I have so many stories running into my head, and I'm trying to plow past them into the main gist of things because you're looking tired. <laughs> you're not tired. I love you. Um, so <laughs> you're, you're a trooper putting up with my shit. Anyway, um, so I finally lost some weight through my senior year of high school. And in college, my first year, I actually got down to 165, but I was so skinny for my height and build that I was passing out during choir. And one of my teachers actually took me aside to talk to me about if I was eating enough. So I know it was weird. It, weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there we go. So then, um, you know, I get back up to 220 by my senior year of college, which still on me is acceptable. I was wearing about like a 16 and 18 at that time, although I shoved myself into 14 jeans because I was in denial. Um, but uh, I could deal with it. And then, um, you know, I met my first husband and I got married and I was putting yeah. on weight already when we got married, which should have been a sign. He was bad. He was bad. He was, uh, he's a douchebag. Oh, we have such a good episode about just, just him. I have the hiccups. <laughs> you do. And yeah, um, I think that episode will be entitled Narcissistic Personality Disorder and How to Survive It and Get the Hell Out. I think it'll be called Kim. And well, you'll just have to keep tuning in to figure out what that means. And trust me, it's not what you fucking think. <laughs> anyway. It's a lot of know what you think. Yeah. Although, <laughs> when I have the hiccups, it's not. Whatever. Keep talking. <laughs> Do you have the hiccups? It's not because of surgery or it's not because you've been drinking. Which were you going to say? I need to know. Uh, it's not because of surgery. It's just because I have the hiccups. Okay. You go with that. So anyway, so then I met my first husband and actually I ended up putting on a shit ton of weight while I was married to him. And what I like to say, cause I stress eat. Um, so I got up to like 310 pounds during our marriage. Wait, 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 wait. Did you uh -huh. just eat pumpkin soup? Because that was gross. Actually, I made it a lot because he said he liked it. And who knows Seriously? what the motivation was. Oh, my God. Wait, what? You know, okay. maybe because so it had heavy cream in it. For me one night. <laughs> so she invited me and my stick out to her house to make before pumpkin the, soup. Before it, they got married. It was seriously the grossest thing I ever had in oh my, my life. Oh. And I tried so hard to like it, but it was horrible horrible <clears throat> i knew jill and i loved her but i didn't know enough to know is she a vegetarian or is she not i think she is so i better make something with no meat in it i know i just found this recipe for pumpkin soup 
was the biggest mistake ever made. It almost made me barf. For the record, she's not a vegetarian. <laughs> My 11-year-old son is, but not. Not, not a vegetarian. Not a vegetarian. No, that was a massive mistake on that part. I should stick to my talents, which are cook meat with fire. <laughs> that I can do. Those are your best talents. Those are my best talents. I can also make a nice uh, apple pie, but that's she does about good it. Pie. Her pies are good. They're yeah. not like my dad's, but they're good. Ah, fair, fair play. You're allowed to like your dad's better. My dad was so cute. Your dad was adorable. That Dead Dads is a whole other episode. And trust us, our dads were amazing. We really did have good dads. We had kick-ass dads. Very different dads, but both incredibly <laughs> kick-ass. Yeah, our dads couldn't have been much more different. No, they really couldn't. But they were both amazing for us and what we needed. Yeah. 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 Okay, back on track. Anywho, so... After I divorced my first husband, I always like to say, first, I lost 250 pounds of useless fat, and then I lost 140 pounds. She did, and she looked <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. When she got married, we went to Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when she got married, we went to Las Vegas, and she looked so amazing. Her dress was gorgeous. She looked gorgeous. We had the best time. It oh was my so amazing. Well, again, like I let Jillian pick out my second husband, John, who was just such a better choice. I also let her and John plan the whole wedding. So I'm like, my plan is to get a dress and show up. And holy shit, it was amazing. It was fun. I had a fucking time of my life. That was the best wedding ever. So, although yours was pretty fucking awesome, but from my perspective, not having to do a damn thing, but show up, I loved mine. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good way to go. Yeah. Plus, and this may be a whole other episode, you know, second marriages, um, you know, my second husband treated my daughter like a princess, which is beautiful. Anyway, I digress. So after I got married the second amazing time. I, um, my dad died and I really think that was when a lot of stuff started falling apart and I started stress eating like a motherfucker and I never entirely got it together after that. And next thing I know, um, uh, I'm in a job that started out brilliant, but ended up shitty and I weighed almost 330 pounds. It's a lot. Yeah. And then I quit that job because this is why I quit that job. I was getting judged like a motherfucker. She sure was. And it to her. I was in um, competition for my boss retired. And as I'm in, I was in competition for his position with someone who I had trained how to do his fucking job. And the um, person um, who was technically my boss, but was put in the position by my big boss of coming to my office office to tell me I did not get the job, not my office, my office, <laughs> to tell me I did not get the promotion, literally said, our fear is because you cannot take care of yourself, we are unsure if you can take care of a team. What the actual fuck? And to this day, I regret that my reaction to that was to cry. And it pisses me off that I cried because I was not crying because I was sad. I was crying because I was so angry and frustrated. It couldn't come out any other way. So 
I found another job. I got the hell out. That job ended up being hell, but that's a whole other issue. And um, it was just I, a blip on the radar. That other job was a blip on the radar. It was a blip on the radar, but I did learn a damn lot from it. So it wasn't a loss. Um, but my current job has kick butt insurance. Now here's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, it comes back to insurance. Because who wants to pay for bariatric surgery? Because at the end of the day, I also have fibromyalgia. And I've been diagnosed with that for since shortly after my 11-year-old son was born. And it is painful as shit. And I was to the point where I could not get in the floor and know I would get up again without the use of a crane. So um, I um, got this current job. And I talked to my general practitioner and said, my insurance covers this surgery and I would like to have it. And my general practitioner was like, I don't believe in it. I'd like to try you on some diets. And at this point, I've done like literally 44 years worth of diets that have fucking gone nowhere or worked for only a temporary measure. And I'm like, you know, I've tried doctor monitor diets. I've tried fad diets. I've tried everything you can fucking think of. I'm tired. I need this tool. And um, she wasn't willing to do it. So I went to my rheumatologist hoping. And I was like, because um, yeah, I'm also sick. Prior rheumatologist, by the way, wouldn't even test me for fibromyalgia. I had one telling me that I was just overweight and I needed to lose weight and sleep more and I'd be fine. And I'm like, can you just check? And when I finally got a doctor to check me for tender points or like 18 tender points, and if you get at least like 11 of them, then you're diagnosed. I had 15 of them. That's fucked up. So I'm like, ah. and it took me three doctors to find one who would even do the tender point test. It pissed me off so bad. So I'm like in pain and I went to my rheumatologist and she goes, hell yeah, I'll write a letter. So she wrote a letter and I researched the hell out of local places because I live in a very big city now. I grew up in a town with a thousand people. I live now in a town of like, 200 times that I'm trying to math 2000 oh, times yeah. that oh, a lot of people, a lot of people. I've been attending a lot of people. There are a lot of options and I found one that it was the place that takes all the high risk cases. Other places won't take cause they're afraid of killing them. So, <laughs> I, I so I went there cause I went, here's the advantage of being fat in my family. Oh, damn, you've been knocking that shit back, girl. I only have like a two swallows Dude, left. I need to get a clear glass next time because I'm there. I need to put it on my head. I'm already getting I'm already getting the hangover. Um, but, um, so I researched the fuck out of where to go. And I picked the one with like, they would take the highest high-risk cases, but still had a very, very tiny mortality rate because my family what I like to say is all the women in my family are as big as houses but healthy as horses because we still have perfect blood pressure perfect cholesterol I mean doctors used to look at my blood pressure and curl the basketball <laughs> <laughs> they used to look at my blood pressure and cholesterol and go what the fuck are you hiding a skinny person inside you are you like a chimera <laughs> All right, Chimera. I, I probably am, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> um, 
So I, that was never my problem. Oh. oh my God. I love you so much. I love you too. You're the best that I miss you. And I would come hug you right now. I'm hug you right now. Cause you're amazing. Um, so, <laughs> so, there we go. so I had no diabetes, no heart issues, none of that shit. I was just in pain all the fucking time. And my rheumatologist said, I've maxed what I can do on pain pills for you now. If your pain levels go above this, there's nothing more we can do. All you can do is scream. That's right. So, and I was very good at that. And I was very good at screaming and not sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband very much prefers I scream other ways in bed. So. <laughs> First of all, yes. <laughs> easy joke. If it's an easy joke, I'll go for it. I don't need to know that joke. I know you're the one who started it. So you need to live with it. So anyway, I had the surgery. I had the gastric bypass because I am like the queen of non-fatal, oddly named diseases. Yep, she is. I mean, I literally have like localized scleroderma, fibromyalgia, aquagenic keratoderma. Um, I'm missing a science cavity, sinus cavity. All the things. I have all the things. And um, so one of the things I also have is Barrett's esophagus, which is like a pre-pre-cancerous esophagus and is caused by acid reflux. And they're all like, I know. So they're like, we cannot give you the sleeve, which is my preferred option because Jillian had done it and it had worked so marvelously for her. She did it a year before I did mine. I did mine in December 2017. Yes, I mathed correctly. I know that's right. Yeah, you Um, did. That was right. Thank you. I'm very proud of me right now. I'm uh, in 2016. We're going <laughs> to, you're fucked up. We're going to have to do. We're so fucked up this time. We're going to have to do doubles every time, but hit the more important information higher up on the list. We got to hit the important information early because I'm so fucked up. So many fucked up. I know. And it's kind of, I'm really enjoying this. It's fun watching you. I'm like, (laughs) so I had to do that because there's actually like, I think it's 66% chance that the gastric bypass, the RNY, which I can't remember what it stands for. I could have half an hour ago, but I can't now. And something. Yeah. Rue and something. RNY. RNY. Gastric bypass, where you end up with a stomach the size of a golf ball, which is still too much for me. Uh, anyway, um, what was I fucking saying? Anyway. Um, you said I you got that. Oh, yeah. 66% chance that an RNY can actually cure Barrett's esophagus. So I was like, fucking sign me up. But I was also scared as shit. So like the day of surgery when my husband took me in um, and they came in and I kept asking for anxiety medication because I couldn't take my anxiety medication, which is like my lifeline. I couldn't take it the morning of surgery and I was flipping the fuck out. And I'm like, can I get a shot of something just please? Cause I'm really keyed up here. And when they finally came back and it's like, all right, we're going to hook up the IV and take you back. I literally almost jumped out of the chair and Did the nurse like, kind of on the IV like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> practically the nurse kind of looked at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I told you I have generalized anxiety disorder. Damn it. 
<laughs> I've been so, yeah. So they hooked me up and um, I was still keyed up right till they got me to the room and finally put the anxiety medication in. I was still like, I can jump off the stable. I can jump off the stable and run and they can't catch me and they can't call the police because I'm here of my own free will. That's all of the magicians. Totally unrelated. <laughs> what a fucking great show. Still, the episode where they did Under Pressure was still... <gasps> right, that was the best one ever! Oh, holy hell, that was amazing. I love it. Totally unrelated by you guys. If you're not watching The Magicians and The Umbrella Academy, you oh. need to be watching it. Fuck me. You know, I like to think that I'm taking this anxiety medication so I don't accidentally destroy the world, but I know it's just so that I don't flip the fuck out on random people. Um, anyway, no, seriously, another episode, but if you feel like you want to cry all the time, talk to your doctor about anxiety medication. It really does. Please do. Please do. Mental health is no joke. It's not. And we'll, we will seriously do an episode on that because there's lots of shit to cover. A lot of people who have mental health issues. I'm super fucked up right now, but even when I'm fucked up, I can tell you that mental health is nothing to joke around about. Holy shit, I'm so fucked up. I am fucked up too. We may have to we may have to figure out how to monitor the alcohol or modulate the alcohol a little better or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out, but I'm enjoying myself like crazy. Yes. I know. Oh, well, man. I switched to water. That is a good plan. I have Propel because I have issues rehydrating. You said I issues rehydrating. You didn't did even I? You didn't even make sense. Verbs are highly overrated. All right. Okay. So. I can't remember. I think I left off on the day of surgery. So. Okay. Okay. Let's pick up where you left off. All right. So after my anxiety breakdown, um, I I will re-acknowledge that what Jillian said is absolutely fucking true. Take a month off. I was all, I'm like one of those workaholic weirdo type totally. A personalities. Which yeah, is totally. She didn't believe me. I told I her to take a month off. She did not believe me that I said... I said, you're going to be the most tired you've ever been in your whole life. She did not believe me. I know. I was all, bitch, please. I have fibromyalgia. I fucking know tired. I did not fucking know tired. <laughs> it was a level of tired heretofore unknown to man. It was crazy ass <laughs> tired. I was like sleeping 18 hours a day tired. you're eating 300 calories a day that's all you can take in I, and i think that's the key to remember if you go for surgery it's not just tired from anesthetic it's not just tired for being sick it's tired from you are not getting enough nutrients to float your body through existence you're barely hanging on your body can only take in so many calories and your calories are taking in this is what I can subsist on. Mm. And that's all you can do. Eating was fucking work and it made me resentful of food. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I cannot have any more damn Greek yogurt. In this is life, done. Did you ever think you would be resentful? In, in your life, did you ever think that you would think to yourself, 
fuck, I don't want more food. As the woman who, and I don't think I've ever admitted this out loud before, used to melt a stick of butter and put half a package of shredded cheese on popcorn before eating it, the entire packet at a time. I don't think I ever thought that half a cup of Oikios triple zero would do me in. <laughs> I was just sitting in there going, what the fuck is going on? And not like I ate like that all the time, but the fact is I did used to be able to eat like that. I mean, most do of the time. Remember, after surgery, do you remember the first time you got to eat like Taco Bell beans oh pintos and cheese shit it was like the best thing ever or campbell's beans and what is it what is it like bacon beans oh, beans, beans, beans and bacon. bacon soup oh mm. my god is that the best thing you ever ate you put that in your mouth and you're like what is this amazingness i know that shit pureed should not be the aspiration and yet it was <laughs> It's the best flavor because for the life of you, you haven't had flavor. You haven't had seasoning. You haven't had anything with anything for <laughs> months. I think all the vocabulary you, you you lose while drunk, I gain, but I don't always use it in the proper context. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it was nuts. And I, I did go back to work after a month. Because even my boss, who I love to death, she's she really does need to make all my professional decisions. Um, when I originally said, I'll come back after two weeks, she goes, no, you're going to take the entire month of December off. I'm like, okay, I'll take the entire month of December off. And I'm like, oh, that's so silly. I'm just going to be playing games. And no, I was sleeping. I was she fucking slept. sleeping. Right? Because how long, oh. if you went in and took a shower, how long did it kick your ass? Oh my gosh, it kicked my ass for hours after i had to buy a shower seat the weirdest thing though post-surgery for me i got i don't think you got hit with this so much i got hit with nausea no i didn't have that yeah. i had a little bit of it but not nearly as much as you uh, i am i got a math 15 months out i still have to have nothing but milk or greek yogurt yogurt tea products through like 9 a.m. or I will get nauseous. It's weird. It's the weirdest morning sickness I've ever had. So I probably had like a couple months of that, but I didn't have much. No. Like I didn't have nearly, nearly the amount of that that you did. No, it's where I actually have to go back for an endoscopy to see if I've developed an ulcer. Yeah. I'm sure the alcohol would have nothing to do with that. No. But, um, but it, it's been weird. But at the same time, after 9 a.m., I'm golden the rest of the day. Is that weird to you? Like, does that say to you that maybe, all right, I'm going to call this out. Maybe mm -hmm. it's all in your head. It very well could be. It could be. But if something ultimately fixes it, I'll be happy. Because yeah. eating an egg at 7.30 a.m. and then dry heaving for an hour is not my cup of tea. No. But you know what, though, if all you have to do is eat some, like, I don't know why my lights are like this. If all you have to do is eat some dry yogurt, dry yogurt, dry it. That's, I don't think that's a thing. Whatever. If all you have to do is eat some Greek yogurt and then you're fine. Who cares? Why is that a bad thing? 
Yeah, it's not so bad. I mean, at the end of the day, would I love to have eggs Benedict again? Yeah, but you know, that's probably why I weighed 330 pounds in the first place. <laughs> yeah, well. So, you know, and plus there is the whole, after you have gastric bypass in particular, if you have too much sugar or fat, you're going to get sick. I have that. Yeah. I have that still. Like where <laughs> if I eat too much, I get sick. For me, it is if I just eat too much in general, I get sick. Did you just fall over? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that story. Me too. But yeah, if I like this time of year is death for me because it's Cadbury mini eggs time of year. It's Cadbury caramel eggs for me because I can eat the shit out of some Cadbury caramel eggs. I know. Mini eggs. Oh my gosh. They are the bane of my existence and they have been for forever. So I can still eat caramel eggs. I can eat one of the big ones or two of the little ones and not have any problems. I digress. So that's been my, plus I've had to find some other outlet for all my stress eating, which has turned into stress crochet. Stress crochet is so much better than stress eating. It is. And I made so much shit this winter. I made like six, no, seven scarves, eight scarves, a blanket, a cardigan, you can a make pair of socks. Anytime you want. I will take it. I will make you, I've got a, oh, that reminds me, I got to send you my hooded cardigan pattern see if you want it i don't it's pretty awesome. say anything patterns okay. won't do anything for me because i'll be like uh i'll show you i show you pictures you want me make this you go yes and i do oh okay that i can do that'd be fine <laughs> the answer is always yes i want you to make this because i wear the shit out of some cardigans i always wear cardigans because i have been cold for the last two years. That, that's, that's the other thing. Have you been cold since you lost weight? The I've been first... fucking cold since I've been cold for two years. Yeah. The first eight months I was freezing and I went, holy shit, this is what Jill was talking about. I'm going to be oh, totally cold. cold for the rest of my life. And then it got a little better, but not a huge amount better, but a little better. I feel like a normal person. Which I never thought I'd say that my entire life because I'm so far from normal. It's ridiculous. I have, I have moments where I feel normal, but most of the time I'm cold. Mm. Wow. I'm just so cold all the time. Oh, no. And I don't know how much of that is after the brain surgery. I feel cold too. Mm. Yeah. That's an additional coldness. Because maybe they poked something while they were in there. They probably poked my brain and my brain was like, oh, you should feel cold. That could be, you never know. So, but crazy. Oh, but that's, that's our surgery experiences. That's why we were former fatties. We used yeah. to be fat and now we're not. You know, what's your final, what's your final current weight and what's your final goal? Okay. I have, I currently weigh 197 and I have been, I have for several months which is totally good because I had said at the beginning, if I can just get down to 200, because I'm also five, I still want to claim 5'10", but I got to be honest and go 5'9". Okay. I'm still fucking Amazonianly tall. We're both big people. We are. I mean, I'm farm bred, damn it. I'm going to be large. <laughs> um, so, um, 
but I currently weigh 197, so I've lost 133 pounds. And I, my pain levels, I, I, oh, as of Friday, I am officially taking half the fibromyalgia medication I used to take. Holy shit balls. And they actually said, your blood pressure is a little low. And I'm like, so you're you off your blood pressure medication. You're oh, I never had blood pressure medication. Now really? it's a low. Oh yeah, I always had perfect blood. That was like my mom, my mom's side of the family. Biggest horses, health. Biggest houses, healthiest horses. <laughs> biggest horses, healthiest houses. <laughs> That's right. I really well, wanted you to say that. New construction. New construction. <laughs> so. Oh, new construction with like three prong outlets. Damn straight, all grounded outlets, damn it. <laughs> I'm a 2018 Energy Star Force okay, top star. 2019 top Energy Star rated new <laughs> construction house, baby. Yes. Yes. And I'm you as big as a Clydesdale. <laughs> we moved from a 1940s house to a 2019 house. Well, wow. a 19... 91 house oh my we have three prong outlets it's a huge upgrade makes Grounded a big up. difference <laughs> we moved from a 2013 construction to a 1974 construction and i'm still like afraid to go near the paint <laughs> <laughs> 1974 is still non-lead based okay good i couldn't remember i thought it was 76 for some reason no you're but, good but you're good Yay! Good to know. Woohoo! I can you don't eat it. You're fine. I could chew on the windowsills. As long as you don't eat it, you're fine. Well. Okay. Anyway. So this has been a very enlightening episode, although probably not that entertaining episode. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're highly entertaining when we're fucked all three Super sheets to the up. wind. So this is a, a very enlightening episode of Always Never Right. I'm Jillian Farrell. I'm Gina Biggs. And, you know, tweet at us if you want some questions answered about what bariatric surgery is like. I think we would tweet back if we were awake. And we've had two different kinds. <laughs> we've had both the gastric bypass and the gastric sleeve surgery. And we're happy to answer whatever questions you have about either of those procedures. That's absolutely correct, because I think the only regret either of us has is that we didn't do it sooner. Absolutely. Yeah. Because even with the nausea, it's been my quality of life is so highly improved because I can move and, and without I, significant pain. And I literally didn't have any problems at all, <laughs> <laughs> which makes me feel a little bit guilty. But yeah. if I had done it, you know, five years or 10 years sooner, I could have just had that much better quality of life. Yeah. Plus the, the whole embolism thing is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And that did, I, I got to think that helped in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Any questions, let us know. And, um, I don't know, maybe next time we shouldn't make doubles. So we aren't so fucked up toward the I end. I think that's a good call. Because I took the water and I really need to get rehydrated because otherwise I'm going to be so hungover tomorrow. I know. And I got to fly tomorrow for work because I'm an adult, which sucks. I don't. I took the week off. I'm on vacation. I am fucking jealous. 